What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Austin Michael and Austin Show. So today we got a special guest with us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Aaron. Good to be here. Uh, here to talk about some sports with y'all. And um, Aaron will also be with us for our show on Friday because Austin will not be with us on Friday. That is true. But we'll go ahead and get started with our sports talk, starting with MLB World Series. This is going to be an interesting matchup between the Astros and Nationals. Nationals looked great all postseason, starting in the wild card versus the Brewers, pulling off that uh, comeback versus the Brewers, and then upsetting the Dodgers, and then beating, um, winning the NLCS last round. It's been an unbelievable uh, playoff run by the Nationals, but for me, the Astros are the better team overall. Uh, they got the pitching to do it. They got the hitting. And Garrett Cole is going to start game one. I expect Garrett Cole to outduel Max Scherzer game one. So Astros win game one and are going to win this series in five. Okay. That is a bull take. You think Garrett Cole is going to outduel Max Scherzer? I mean, Garrett Cole is a good pitcher, but Max Scherzer is up there with the elites yeah. as well. And five games? I do. That's I, crazy. Five games. That's a bold prediction. I agree. Um, the Nationals, they've just been so great. Like my, Michael said, you know, that big come from behind win in the wild card game. Shocked the whole baseball world in that uh, NLDS, NLCS, business as usual. Kind of steamrolled the Cardinals in that one. And I see the Nationals taking it in seven. What the Nationals have that the Yankees did not have is the bullpen and the pitching to keep up with the Astros. The, I, th- I see the Nationals winning this game in seven as well. They're just a team that... Coming in as a wild card game, they coming in as a wild card team. They just have so much heart, and they're gonna go out there, and they're just they every single player on their team does what they need to do, and they are just such a good unit that works together. And they're I see them going out there winning seven. I, they're not on paper, they're not as good as the Astros, but the team is they're just they they all do their part, and the pitching is gonna be enough to keep it up. What are you doing, Austin? <laughs> yeah, I think the Nationals will win it in seven. I think their bullpen is just. Way stronger, <laughs> and uh, well, well, I'll play the Houston Astros. Okay, we'll switch to the NBA now. Preview of opening night: the first game, Pelicans versus Raptors. So Zion is out game for the first six to eight weeks this year, which the NBA put the Pelicans on opening night, thinking Zion was going to make his first NBA career start, which that isn't going to happen. But Toronto is putting up their banner tonight. I expect them to come out strong. Pascal Siakam is finally the leader of this franchise with Kawhi Leonard gone. I expect Toronto to win big in this one. Speaking of Kawhi Leonard, that, uh, that L.A. showdown later tonight, Clippers-Lakers, what do you think mm-hmm. happened in that one? Um, Paul George is out, which is going to hurt the Clippers, but I just think that the Clippers are going to win this one. I think that it might take a little while for AD and LeBron to um, complete this team because they don't have the depth like the Clippers do. So I expect Clippers to win this one in a very close game. Yeah, I agree. You know, last year, Lakers going into the season, a lot higher expectations than what they ended up finishing at. Um, obviously, they made a splash in the offseason. Uh, AD, obviously big signing. Danny Green will probably help them out as well. 
Um, but, you know, I agree with you uh, talking about the season series. I think the Clippers will win, but in terms of tonight only, uh, I think the Lakers are going to win that game. But. What's your thoughts on the Pelicans-Raptors, man? Pelicans-Raptors, like you said, without Zion, he'll uh, miss six to eight weeks. But uh, I'd love to hear what the Austins would like to say on this one. <laughs> so we'll go back to the Pelicans-Raptors. Um, even even with Zion out, I still think the Pelicans are the better team with than the Raptors without Kawhi. Um, I think that Drew Holiday is one of is a very underrated point yeah. guard. Oh yeah, he's gonna go out there and perform. And Jackson Hayes is a rookie that's not getting the spotlight he deserves because of the, because they took Zion number one overall. So I got the Pelicans winning this one. Then you go back and look at the Battle of L.A. going on tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I Like Aaron, I agree that the Clippers are going to finish the better season, win the season series, as I have the Clippers winning or being the one seed and the Lakers being the sixth seed. However, tonight I do think the Lakers will come out and win on opening night. Yeah, I've, I've got the uh, I got the Pelicans. I think the young core is going to go out and play hard tonight. Yeah. And I think the Lakers are going to win this one tonight. But the, I think Clippers will have a better season, but... I think Lakers get it done tonight. Well, we'll talk about the NFL now. A lot of good games this past weekend. Um, but first, your team, the Bengals, take right. another loss to the Jaguars. Let's like talk about see. that one. Must feel good for you, huh? <laughs> Feels great. Got to go out there and keep losing for my boy Joe Burrow, you know? Um, this was a game that the Bengals actually looked like they were going to win. Um, for a good, por- good part of that game, they were winning, I believe, going into the fourth quarter. And Andy Dalton goes out and does what he does best and throws a pick, pick six. six to uh, <laughs> give the Jaguars the win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't say I was mad because at this point our season's over. We, we need that top five pick to get a quarterback of our future. Yeah, you know, the Bengals are struggling this year. Joe Mixon isn't looking good as he only had two yards the whole game. On ten carries. Um, yep, and that's awful. That's just pathetic. And Tyler Boyd really started out slow. He had a fumble loss. Uh, early in the game and the Jaguars defense did look impressive even without Jalen Ramsey they're looking still they gave up 17 to the Bengals you think that's impressive they had a pick six man and three interceptions well speaking of defensive scoring going to that uh Raven Seahawks game yeah so we like this that was the next game I was going to bring up because the Seahawks did not play as good as a lot of people thought they were as, going to. No, Especially I mean, I that was how the game. I thought I thought the game was going to turn out. Yeah. I can't say the same about Michael. <laughs> you know, Lamar Jackson just torched us in the running game. Um, I mean, we're never, we aren't a very good run defense, and with a running quarterback like Lamar Jackson, we really struggled against that. So Lamar Jackson, great game. Russell Wilson had his worst game of the season, first interception of the season. And DK Metcalf, man, guy fumbled without even being touched. I mean, that is just pathetic. Going back to the interception, though, Marcus Peters making an impact in his first game with the new team. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Pick six. And I can tell you, Earl Thomas was very happy to get the job done back in Seattle. He didn't even shake Pete Carroll's hand after the game. Like, that's pretty petty in my opinion. Yeah. Talking about uh, Marcus Peters a little more, though, the thing I really like about him is that he makes plays like those. He's a super aggressive corner, and because of that, he does get burned a lot because he takes chances. But when he when he goes when he makes the play, yeah. it, it pays off big for that like a pick six we saw. Yeah, I think that was yeah. a good yeah. move for the Ravens organization. Yep, good that move. defense is looking good. That's looking scary. They're always a scary defense. 
Speaking of scary, uh, what did you guys think of Philly's offense in Dallas I mean, this weekend? Yeah, Eagles, Cowboys, Aaron, Cowboys fan, I'm Big a Cowboys, Cowboys fan. fan. That's a great job for the Cowboys. I mean, finally a good win. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Jason Garrett, he was really on a hot seat coming to this. Mm-hmm. Three straight losses, last of which came against a winless team. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, big divisional rival. I think that was really, for both the Cowboys season and Jason Garrett, that was one they really needed. Um, really helped get them, you know, a little momentum. They'll have, they have the bye week and then uh, another divisional opponent. It'll be the Giants this week, so that yeah. should be, you know, hopefully an easy game for them as well and get some momentum going on this young season. Yeah, the Cowboys' defense looked really good. Uh, Carson Wentz with one interception and two fumbles lost. Correct. And then Dallas Goddard, I believe, had a fumble loss too. Yes. So, great job by the Cowboys' defense creating turnovers on that Phillies offense. And Brett Maher with that 63-yard Yes, yes, Money Maher. Mm-hmm. Also, um, every touchdown in that game was actually scored by Dallas. Because yeah. Dallas Goddard scored a touchdown, and then Dallas Cowboys <laughs> scored the rest of the touchdowns. Yeah, oh, fun oh, fact for you listeners out there, Dallas Goddard actually named Dallas because his dad, diehard Cowboys fan, so I'm sure deep down inside he was a little happy when that fumble hey, came out. He was going to sure. be drafted by the Cowboys team. Yeah, that e- those Eagles, they traded up. Yeah. But look where that got him. That's three straight losses for the Eagles against the Cowboys, in case you're keeping track at home. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Chargers-Titans, another loss for the Chargers. First of all, what is going on with the Chargers? And second, Titans starting to make a little bit of a move. I mean, Yeah, um, the Chargers are just struggling as a team just winning games. Like, they on paper, they're a great team, but they just can't get the job done. With Melvin Gordon fumbling on the one-yard line, was going to be a touchdown, but fumbled on the one-yard line, that just really hurts when you have a great running back like that lose you the game. Mm-hmm. And Phillip Rivers, love the guy, but he gets so unlucky. I really do not know what's going on with the Chargers. They're a team that I, I like them a lot. I like all the pieces they mm-hmm. have, and I like, on paper, they're, they're a team that I see having a shot at making the Super Bowl, but how they're performing, it has not been good. And to the, how the game ended is so rough for them. With less than 30 seconds left, Austin Eckler, touchdown. Review it. It gets called back at the one. Yeah. The next play, they have a false start, so they go back to the six. After the next play, pass, pass interference in the end zone. Go back to the one. After that, they run it with Melvin Gordon. Gets They call the touchdown again. Get, review it. Go back to the one. They run it with Melvin Gordon again, and he fumbles at the one-yard line. They call them down, reviewed it, rolled it a fumble, and the Titans won the game. And they were only down by three. They could have kicked a field goal and went to overtime, but – can't kick a field Looking the at what you were saying, though, that on paper they got the talent, but you don't know what's going on. I think it's just all what happened in the off season. You had Melvin Gordon drama holding out, and then Derwin James went down with a serious injury. I really think that injury is hurting the Chargers. I don't. I don't think one safety can have that big of an impact on a team. He has a huge impact, though, and having in close games. One player plays a big role in those tight, close games. Yeah, but the game shouldn't be close. The Titans are a bad team, and the and the Chargers are a good team. I'm not going to call the Titans a bad team. They should have beaten that one-loss Buffalo Bills team if their kicker didn't miss four field goals. I mean, are we going to mm-hmm. call this team a bad team? No. Nah. They're 3-4. and four. 
first With week Ryan of the year. Tannehill at quarterback. Ryan Tannehill's not a bad quarterback. Look at what he was doing with the Dolphins. He was winning games with the Dolphins. <clears throat> Look at the Dolphins without him. They're complete garbage. Well, yeah, but they would be complete garbage with Ryan Tannehill too. Look at the team around. Like, I am. I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. I I disagree, man. I think that Ryan Tannehill <clears throat> isn't a bad quarterback at all. So I got a question for all three of you. With Ryan Tannehill getting the win, what's next for Marcus Mariota? Uh, you know, honestly, I I don't know how strong of a future he has in Tennessee. Um, I, I think he works pretty well for the system there, but clearly, you know, Ryan Tannehill, over 300 yards, two touchdowns in that game against the Chargers. He looked good, and... I think it's in the best interest of the Titans to stick with uh, Tannehill yeah. going forward. I agree, and Marcus Mariota was always injury-prone with the Titans. Yep. He's shown flashes, but he just couldn't stay healthy, and they were always a mediocre team with him, always like an 8-18, eight and 9-7 and seven team. That's not going to win you championships. I expect Marcus – I think Marcus Mariota would be better off on a different team and see what he can do revitalizing his career because I love the talent of his. He just needs a new uh, place of scenery, you know, mm-hmm. change of scenery. I don't see either quarterback being a starter in this future or in this league in the long term. Um, after Next year, I don't see either of them starting on any of the 32 teams. The Titans will draft a quarterback first round, and they'll both be backups and then end up retiring soon probably. What do you think about Justin Herbert? Uh being the successor from Oregon as well for Marcus Mariota. They won't have a high enough draft pick. Well, I mean, Justin Herbert, I've seen being taken in later mock drafts, like in the mid-first round. I think that they would be like a 10th pick possibly. That's where I think he should go, but I don't – but he won't be – he'll be a top 10 pick. I think that if the Bengals don't take him, the Dolphins will take him. Do you – even though – the Dolphins like Tua maybe a little better. Yeah, but once they, I mean, by the end of the season, I think that they'll realize that Tua, what this mm-hmm. these next few games, or at least the next one game, Tua is out, and they're gonna see Mac Jones put up the same numbers because of the receivers he has on the team, and they're gonna realize that Tua yeah. just ha- is a he's a product of four receivers that would be number one receivers on almost any other team in the country. That's true. That's a good point. You know, Alabama quarterbacks, one big knock on them, don't usually translate very well to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with what Austin said. Um, you know, again, with Tua and that um, that meniscus, that'll... that'll yeah. I, c- I could see um, Jacob Eason maybe to the Titans. Mm-hmm. Jacob Eason. Jake Fromm, yeah, possibly. Jake Fromm. Maybe Jake Fromm. Fromm hasn't looked great, but I can he, see... He's had a bad season, but he had, he's had a good college career as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think... And it also really depends on how the Titans finish out this season Here, and how high they draft. Here's another Here's Unless, another option. What about Jalen Hurts? I'm not a big fan of Jalen Hurts. I'm not sold yeah, on Hurts either. Yeah, but I'm pretty confident he'll be a top 15 pick really? in this draft. And I think that he fits that what the Titans want to do. He does fit that. You know, Mariota was always very mobile yeah. and their offense kind of ran around that. There, there, will be a team, there will be a team in the top 15 that needs a quarterback. And one and one of those teams are going to fall in love with what Jalen Hurts what has done. What about... um? Waiting a year and looking at Justin Fields eventually. 
next year. When you need a quarterback, you've got to take one. Yeah, you, there's no the there's no guarantees. Can. Yeah. And yeah. in this, in this league, there's no guarantees. you got to take a quarterback. That's true. So do you guys think Marcus Mariota will be on the move come the deadline? or And if so, where? Ooh. I think they'll keep well, both because I don't think I don't think they can be confident enough in either one that they can finish the season. Mm-hmm. They both have injury issues and they're both not great quarterbacks. So if one starts struggling, they can make the switch again. Yeah. Maybe give them a boost. I think they should keep both. I agree. Just see what they. I mean, what how Marietta started the season um, and Tannehill picking up. I think I could easily see you know that balance shifting as the season mm-hmm. goes just on. Just like Fitzpatrick and Rosen. And exactly. I'm just in like agreement Miami, with a, these two. Mm-hmm. I think that they will stick with Mariota in the QB depth chart, but if there's any teams that might be interested in him, I would think like the Broncos or even um, I think that Broncos are a good choice with Joe Flacco struggling and oh, yeah. even the Bears. Like the mm-hmm. Bears have been in the QB rumors. I've heard Nick Foles possibly, but possibly Marcus Mariota as well. Yeah, Trubisky really struggled against the Saints. I could see them mm-hmm. picking up a quarterback. I just don't matches. like the idea of the Bears trading for a quarterback. I think that Mitch Trubisky needs more time to prove himself because, I mean, last year he had a great season, and the thing about Trubisky is they gave up their whole franchise for him. They, yeah. can, they don't even have picks to go draft another quarterback because they put everything they had in Trubisky. They have to give him more time to, to prove. And, I, and I, I still like him. I think he's a good quarterback. Mm. Yeah, he has shown flashes for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. but he's definitely struggled. Oh yeah, 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 especially lately. Yeah, this year has been interesting. I think they, I, I could see him going out and drafting a wide receiver, trying to give him another weapon because right now they have Allen Robinson. That's, Their number two is what Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Robinson's about all they got. Well, I think those are the two teams that have the best chance yeah. at possibly wanting a quarterback. But the Broncos just traded Emmanuel Sanders, so that's that yeah, could I, be. A reason why they wouldn't trade for um, Marcus Mariota because that just shows you that hey, we're not in the contending mood. Let's just tank. Let's get a good draft pick. So they probably won't trade for Marcus Mariota. Mariota, but that's one of the teams I think could be interested. And like Austin said, you know the Bears might want to look into a receiver. We've seen two receivers in the past what twenty four hours. Emmanuel Sanders and Mohamed Sanu. Sanu. So, I think you know, we, yeah. there's a chance something else will happen there. And the trade deadline is exactly in a week, mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. gonna be interesting. Next episode, there will be a lot of trades to talk there's about been a lot on today. Tuesday. Do there's you guys? Been a lot yeah. Today. Do you guys think any receivers heard anything might go down? Any receivers being traded anywhere? I've heard the other two rumors are Stefan Diggs and AJ Green, and mm-hmm. I don't see either being traded. Yeah, I really especially don't. with Adam Thielen's injury question right now. And Stefan Diggs, well, they've been like the beginning of the season, he complained about targets and all this. The last three of the last four games, he's had seven catches. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pr- that's production. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. It's just gonna go up if Adam Thielen misses time. Especially. I've heard. I've heard that he. Will, won't play Thursday, and I've also heard that he's optimistic that he will play Thursday, so we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, well, Thursday. with or without Thielen, I think you have a good point that uh, Diggs definitely has a place in that offense, mm-hmm. um, especially without, but you know, even with, I, I, I think it would be in the best interest of the Vikings to keep him. And then A.J. Green, there's been reports and rumors 
so much that they're gonna go out and that they're gonna the Bengals are gonna trade AJ Green. But every time there's any rumors, the Bengals shut it down. And AJ Green has gone out and said he doesn't want to be traded. He said he's gonna resign with the Bengals after this season, no matter how much the money is. He's he's already said he doesn't care about the money. And he's just he's one of the he's one of the players in the league that teams always want because he's so loyal to the team and he's not mm. going to go out and try to get a ring like yeah i i feel bad for him kind i want reminds me i want, Fitzgerald. I, I, about to I want no. aj green to get a ring but at the same time like if i i would not be mad if aj green got traded to the packers and tried to go out and get a ring but at the same time i mean obviously i would love to keep him he's a fantastic mm-hmm. player oh yeah he is but like i was saying his loyalty is kind of like um larry fitzgerald in a way Always had a struggling franchise, although Larry Fitzgerald did make a Super Bowl in 2009. They've always been like a struggling franchise for that dominant of a receiver. AJ so, Green made it to the playoffs five years in a row to start his career. With uh, Andy Dalton's first five years, too. Yep, they were drafted first and second round in 2011. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk about one more game, Texans-Colts. Can I say one more thing about A.J. Green real quick and why yes. I think the Bengals should keep him? If the Bengals do go out and draft a quarterback, it would be great for a rookie quarterback to have A.J. Green as a target to start his career. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's true. And the Bengals do have a lot of receiving talent with John Ross, Tyler Boyd, and Auden Tate's really impressive When, when they're all healthy, A.J. Green, John Ross, and Tyler Boyd, and then Auden Tate as a four, that's up there with the top receiving cores yeah. in the league. For, yeah, it's... It's definitely a solid receiving core. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Eifert, when he's healthy, he's great. Mm-hmm. He's never healthy. Yeah, he's one of those tight ends, always injury prone. They got to build that offensive lineup a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. Injuries have killed the Bengals this year. Yes, they have. Texans, Colts. Jacoby Brissett's looking really good, man. Colts are a lot of, I would say a lot of people slept on the Colts. Yeah. When Andrew Luck retired, mm-hmm. they're saying Colts season's over. But yeah. look at them now. Jacoby Brissett is looking really good. Mm-hmm. And... For me, I think that this team is just T.Y. Hilton's doing well, Marlon Mack's been doing well, Jacoby Brissett's been doing well, and they're contending for a playoff spot right now. Mm-hmm. Them and the Texans are the two front runners in the AFC South, but you can't, you still can't sleep on the Titans or the Jaguars in that division because we all know they can come up in that competitive division for sure at, at this point i think that you can sleep on the titans and jacks for this season i think it's a two-man race in that division yeah i was about to say i'd be shocked if either of those teams yeah. win it but uh you know crazier things have happened but mm-hmm. jacoby Brissett, i can't say enough good things about him i mean yeah he's he's really really impressed uh, even you know way back in the preseason of course a lot of times that doesn't mean much but uh he went out there, and whenever, like you said, Andrew Luck retired, a lot really? of people, yeah, yeah, uh, a lot of people kind of counted them out at that point. But I think Jacoby Brissett, um, he's a good quarterback, and he yeah. can easily carry them to a division champ, division title there. I've always, season. I've always liked Jacoby Brissett, and I was one of the people that I thought the Colts still had a shot. I, di- I didn't think they were as talented as the Texans. I still don't think they're as talented as the Texans, but I mean. Look, the less talented team can win any given day. Just they just gotta go out there and win. Do but you guys, I, I do believe in Jacoby. Do you guys so. think that the Texans may go after a running back at the trade deadline, like Melvin Gordon, possibly? No, the the Melvin Gordon won't get traded. He'll leave in the off season. Mm-hmm. I think the Texans will wait till the off season to address that. What about Jay Ajayi? He's working out with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. 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 
Yeah, it, I Cardinal's situation is back. interesting. It yeah, is very because is looking because, really good right now. Because two weeks ago, David Johnson didn't practice all week. They said he was a game-time decision. He goes out there, gets, I believe, 18 carries. Last week, the same thing happens. They say he's a game-time decision, and they say he's playing. He goes out there and gets two carries for – or I believe two carries for two yards – and so Chase Edmonds had, Chase Edmonds had so, what three touchdowns in that yeah, game? So and like yeah. hundred thirty yards. Oh yeah, he had a great game there. What what the Cardinals did, it doesn't really make sense for they were completely inconsistent between the two weeks. So I don't really know what exactly is up with David Johnson. He's definitely. I mean, I don't think you can debate at all that David Johnson's still way more talented than Chase Edmonds. Mm-hmm. When I he's agree. healthy, he'll take the job right back. Yeah. Okay. What about Thursday night football? This Thursday night game: Redskins versus the Vikings. This is a no-brainer. Who's I mean, ready for a bloodbath? <laughs> like, Vikings are actually a really good team. They got the one of the best running backs in the league in Dalvin Cook. If Adam Thielen is healthy, they got the best receiving duo, in my opinion. So, I expect the Vikings to win big here. The Redskins are a struggling team. So, expect Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings to win by... Possibly four touchdowns, I could see. Wow. Yeah, I could see that easily. I mean, the Redskins, they had that one win against the Dolphins, which isn't very quality. It was only by two points. The tank bowl. The tank bowl. It was by one, I thought. I thought the Uh, That's right, on the two-point conversion. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So it was a bogus game. It was a bogus bogus game. I don't see the Redskins getting more than maybe about three more wins all season long. Mm -hmm. Dalvin Cook's impressive this year. Yeah, yeah. That the the Vikings, that NFC North division, that's going to be really interesting to see how Pe- that plays out. People have been sleeping on Kirk Cousins all year. Everybody always says that he's bad quarterback, can't take more than you to go. I disagree. I think he's a quarterback. He can th- he can throw for five thousand yards any given year, and he's done it. Mm-hmm. He's done it before. He's a quarterback that he goes out there and produces, and he has endless weapons around him. Yeah, he his only a- issue has been. Winning games, and finally this year he's looking like he's winning games, which is a big uh, advantage. Look, yeah, I the think the pro- only question left on Cousins is, uh, can you win? The- you like that? <laughs> the pr- the problem with the Vikings season this year is the Packers are winning the division. I'm extremely confident in that, and the NFC is so tough. It's gonna be tough for them to fight for a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be. But I I honestly uh, I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, Vikings pass Packers in that division. I think it, Vikings will. I, I think I think they easily I could, that. and I I don't think enough people you know give them enough credit. But they got a really powerful offense, especially when Thielen's healthy. Even without him, they we got, haven't even talked about their defense among one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, definitely a top five, ten defense, Wait, something like that. The so let's think wild cards in the NFC. There's a chance that both can come from this division. So um, you think uh, Bears? Lions? No, Lions. Lions. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but well, I mean, Lions only got two wins right now. They're and two, one of them was one. against the Cardinals. So. Uh-huh. No, that no, was no, 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 that, that was a tie. That was a tie. That was a tie. They they've looked really good though. Yeah, but they have three straight losses. Although those three losses are great teams: Real Chiefs, close. Packers, Vikings. And they almost beat all three of those, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Marvin Jones went off with four touchdowns this week, starting him in fantasy in one of my leagues, so grateful for that. But I think that they just need to – they got to quit this losing skid and got to beat the Giants this week. Oh, it's not going to be close. I think they're going to win, but, I mean, they got to win. I mean, I was – 
that that second quarter um, that the Giants had uh, against the Cardinals, you know, ended up amounting to nothing. But you know, if they could do that, they put up 14 points real quick. Daniel Jones had that uh, drive, touchdown drive, and then uh, immediately with that block punt touchdown after the uh, sack. I I think the Giants is bad of a team as they are. Uh, you can never really, you know, count them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're Daniel, inconsistent. Well, Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones is going to be a good quarterback. So I think any given week he can go out there and win. Yeah, but, ball security but, is the one issue I have with him at this point. Yeah, he has five fumbles, I believe. But the thing is, is Matthew Stafford is is going to outdo him, and they, I think the Lions win that. I one like game. Matthew Stafford. I, I like the Lions in this matchup. I'm just saying. I think I, the Giants. I, I think the Lions are a team that you guys are sleeping on a little too much, and they can go out there and they're going to fight for a wild card spot. Well, I think you're not sleeping on them enough, but we might need to move on to the next segment. <laughs> yes, we'll go ahead and move on to the next segment. Um, Austin, I know you wanted to take a bold take on the NFL, so I'll give you the floor to do that. All right. Uh, I don't think you guys are ready for this one. The Jets are going to win seven in a row. Go look at their schedule. I called it. The Jets. Yeah, yeah we, we had a little bit of a talk uh, about what this so bold take would be. Austin did call seven it. Seven in a row. Seven in a row. Let's see who they got on the They got the Jaguars, up. which in my opinion is going to be a close one. Uh, it's in Jacksonville. And Jaguars are this one team that is going to – they play teams tough, but they can also really lose embarrassing games. Dolphins, that's an easy win. Giants, same thing as the Jaguars. Well, the, yeah, the thing we were talking about, I think by that point in the season, uh, you know, Daniel Jones might develop a little quicker than you might think. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I could see the Giants, you know, beating the Jets – Redskins is an easy win. Raiders are impressive this year, three and three. I think uh, they're looking actually pretty good this year. Yeah. Bengals, that's an easy win, and then Dolphins. It's an easy schedule. I do see them losing one or two games. Um, I'm looking at the Jaguars. Is yeah, that was. Yep, I'm looking at Jaguars, Giants, and Raiders as three. Of their toughest games in well, that stretch. In eight yeah, weeks, we can come back to this, and you'll see when they're at, when they're uh, eight and what would it be eight and six and yeah eight, eight and five. Eight eight and, five. When they're eight and five in seven weeks, I just see. I just see, I just don't see that happening. I see that there's a few games that I can are see them losses. winning five, maybe six, but there's no way. Yeah, we'll see. I see five. I, I think five. I'm looking good at the Raiders, Jaguars, Giants. As potential losses, I think they'll win one or two of those. Yeah, I agree. It is an interesting take, so we will leave it at that. All right, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Austin Michael and Austin Show. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Austin Michael and Austin Show, all one word. Follow us on Twitter at the AMA Show. And, uh, And, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Oh, thank you.